Welcome, one and all, to episode 341 of Signals from Mars. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, Jeremy Weltman joins me to discuss new releases, new albums from March 2023. This is a helpful guide on what albums you may have missed. And then when you put together those tricky year-end polls or lists, got you covered. Up next... I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, to the March album review. Joining me is Jeremy Weltman in the UK. We love talking about new music. We love turning people on to new albums, and that's what me and Jeremy are here for. Jeremy, how are you? Yeah, hi. Doing well, Victor. How are you? Doing well. Uh, after a little uh, incident there, but I think we're on track here. <laughs> Um, so we're here to to, um, to to discuss the five weeks of March, five weeks of reviews here, and we're gonna pick our albums of the week for uh, for each one of these weeks. And let's see here. I'm noticing that there are some of these albums that um, that I have listed haven't even come out yet because the the release dates change all the time whether the band changes them whether the label changes them a lot of times i'm not you know i'm not privy to this stuff and then it turns out that i've got the release date several times but anyway let's start out with march 3rd we had new albums by enslaved hawken entheos fake names Exandria, Tragedy, Black 29, Currents, Bagra, Red Light King, John Demina, Trench Dogs, Temptress, <laughs> Sortilage, Stargazer, Stone Jesus, Necropanther, Nuclear Holocaust, Sand Rider, Magistries, Vanished DPs from a Finnish band. I'm not even going to attempt pronouncing. Uh, Earth Thrones, <laughs> Plague Bear, Digital Negative, Reissues from Bad Brains and Porcupine Tree, live albums from Villagers of Ionian City, one that you really enjoyed. <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> Crueler and compilations were a tribute to Motorhead and um, Lawrence Wallace compilation songs. So, Jeremy, anything that stood out for you on this week? Yeah, as usual, there's a lot there, isn't there? And uh, I tried to sort of dig quite deep and and try and listen to quite a few. Um, I found three interesting albums, really, and I think the third one is my pick of the three. I mean, the first one was the Stockholm Mania album by the Swedish band Trench Dogs. Okay. Um, 
this one is, I believe, their second album. Uh, and I'd sort of describe the band, if, if nobody's heard them before, sort of a, a rather light version of Sleaze Rock and Roll, you know, that, that sort of uh, sound, similar in many ways to the sort of music that Michael Monroe puts out but but i'd say that he, they're actually better because they've got very catchy hooks and melodies so you know that's worth a listen um the second album is called in our blood by the canadian american band red light king okay. uh, i really i really like this one actually it was a very professional sounding sort of rock and roll uh with a sort of modern funky touch uh, it had some similarities to Royal Blood on a few songs, I thought, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the band was founded in 2009. Uh, they've released a, a couple of albums before um, a lengthy break, uh, and then they issued Moonshine in 2020. So this, I calculated, was their fourth album. And the third one, uh, which I sort of favor over both of those probably just about, is The Sky's the Limit by Stargazer. Uh, the Norwegian band, um, really solid hard rock band uh, with strong riffs, uh, a nice if somewhat high-pitched vocal. Um, but but ultimately, I thought it was a very well-produced and listenable album, and it was their third out- studio album. Uh, really, really recommend that one. So uh, I'm going to have to coincide with you, Jeremy. My pick for this week is also Red Light King. There were several tracks off of In Our Blood that I thought were really cool. So uh, we coincide with our recommendation for March 3rd. And again, we're doing this so at the end of the year, we kind of have a reminder of what we like throughout the year. And also just to give you guys a heads up, hey, here's a band that we think is really killing it and you should check them out. Hmm. So March 10th, man, it seems as if during... The pandemic, we were told there's going to be a lot of new albums. There's going to be a lot of new albums. But there wasn't really the output that we're seeing now. I feel as if March of 2023 is when we started getting really like 20, 30, 40, 50 releases on Fridays. So I just list a fraction here, but uh, March 10th, we had new albums from Periphery, Suicide Silence, Tribe of Pazuzu, The Human Race's Filth, Judiciary for the Fallen Dreams, Albert Witchfinder, and some funky Finnish name, sorry, uh, Nano War of Steel, Demons Down, The Banishment, Seventh Crystal, Go Rod, Resin, Ice Age, Straight Hate, and Stone Trip. EPs by Flogging Molly, Giant Brain, Negative Prayer, and reissues from Exodus, UFO, Blackmore's Night, Candlemass, and the Roadrunner United All-Star Sessions and Concert. Interestingly enough, I have that on CD, and it used to all come together. Now they're selling it as two separate components. Uh, Live albums from Phil... Bill Campbell and the Bastard Sons and the Atomic Bitch Wax, as well as um, Gunter Verno. Okay. For March 10th, Jeremy, what do you have? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I've, yeah, I've tended to ignore the live albums and I've tended to ignore the uh, reissues because I think everybody will know about those. You know, if they look at those right. on a list, they're, they're going to they're gonna know those albums well and they're, they're going to check them out themselves. Um, I thought that this week, although there was a lot in terms of quantity, I thought the quality was a bit lower this particular week. And, right. you know, I, I listened to Seventh Crystal because I, I'd heard the previous album, which I quite liked, and this one was too wishy-washy and I didn't like it very much and I tried a few of the the heavier records i didn't like them so much one album that was okay-ish you know it was quite good really was call of the north by frozen crown uh, an italian power metal band which i thought you know was was fine um but really my the standout for me was a an album which i think you're going to go on to mention because i think we will agree on this one this week uh it was the stone trip album run free yeah. uh i thought it was a real standout for this particular week and i'll 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 leave you to to pick it up. Yeah, for me, it was the same thing. Uh, like, like you're saying, you, you really hit the nail on the head. Uh, just because there's a lot of albums doesn't mean they're always good. <laughs> I had a chance to listen to a bunch of these and kind of go through them, and nothing was like standing out to me. And the last album on my list here, last full length, is Stone Trip. And I started listening to it, and the song is Sideways. That really caught me. Mm. Um, there's just, just the hook in this track is just something very infectious. When you hear it, it gets stuck in your head, and it really makes you, you know, it, it, it gets you in the mood. So um, it fires you up is what I'm getting at. Okay, so... That's what I want out of out of music, you know. I, I I want something that speaks to me, something that connects to me, something that gets me in a good mood, if possible. Shit, and that's what "Run Free" by uh, Stone Trip does. So that's I think we we coincide two weeks in a row then for March. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. It was uh, it was a good list. Yeah, uh, the seventeenth again. A lot of albums. We have new album by Night Demon. Pop Evil, Camelot, Chelsea Grin, The Answer, Theory of a Dead Man, All Time Low, Contrarian, RPWL, Downfall of Gaia, Man Must Die, Gideon, Invert, Animate, Redemption, Elysian, Narnia, Country or Cross Country Driver, John Diva and the Rockets of Love, Wardress, Seventh Channel, Phantom Elite, Night Goat, Cruelty and Storm Warning. EPs from Filter, which is honestly a song that uh, has been floating around for a long time, uh, ever since a whole debacle with them on crowdfunding. And I could get into that and probably spend three hours bitching and complaining about how I spent a hundred bucks and got nothing out of that. Um, the Ruby Tuesdays also released an EP reissues from. Limp Biscuit, Hanoi Rocks, Papa Roach, live albums from Seven Spires and Babylon AD. What stood out to you for this week? Yeah, well, I've I've got quite a few on my list for okay. this week. Um, big shout out to a, a very fun sort of new Wobbum style album called Metal Till the End by Wardress. 
Okay. Um, I'd say this is a sort of anvil man of war type of stuff. It's very raw. It's definitely tongue in cheek. It's a pub band for Christ's sake, but it's kind of refreshing. Um, another band called Riffobia doing some splendid thrash on their self-titled debut. Uh, that reminds me quite a lot of Angelus Apatrida, which uh, okay. obviously you're, you're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, and what they do well are the riffs, which I, um, you know, was at least hoping for from a band called Riffobia. So uh, <laughs> that, that was good. Um, then we have the return of the Northern Ireland band, The Answer, which, as mm -hmm. you know, I, I like a lot. I've seen them live. Um, they've had some mixed material in the past. Uh, but th this was a sort of bluesy back to the roots album called Sundowners, which I've bought. Uh, and I'm really enjoying that one. It's uh, certainly one that keeps giving. Uh, my pick of the week, that, that actually wasn't my pick of the week, and neither is this one, which is also worthy of mention, um, is the self-titled debut album by the South American melodic hard rock band Storm Warning, okay. um, which features some really good vocal work by Santiago Ramonda. Um, check out the cover, though. It's very awful. Um, it makes, uh, <laughs> it makes Narita, Narita by Riot seem like a real work of art. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. I reckon they actually paid someone a £10 HMV voucher just to do that, uh, do that bit of artwork for them. But what I like about the, the music, though, is that it's, it's real quality music. It's kept very high throughout. Uh, there's 11 songs, and um, it's going to appeal to sort of fans of Journey and Whitesnake and any other sort of number of melodic rock bands from the 80s. Um, but it's, you know, it's pretty good. It's got some great choruses. So I really like that one. And then we get to finally my pick for the uh, for the week. And this is another album which I actually purchased yesterday. Finally got around to purchasing it. Uh, it's Outsider by Night Demon. Okay. It's their third studio album. Um, I haven't really listened to a lot of their stuff in the past, but uh, I, I listened to all of their stuff last night before I purchased this album, and this is the best so far, in, in my opinion. Um, as you're probably aware, they're a California trio, but they play in the uh, New Wobham style, yeah. Uh, so very much like the you know the old the old British heavy metal of the '80s. Uh, some great songs on it, very typical New Wobham style riffs, and it's just great fun, and it's very well produced, and it was worthy worthy of purchasing. Interesting because the the two that I focused on myself were, are the Night Demon and the Answer. Um, for this week, I would go with the Answer because it really blues based, real Zeppelin feel to a lot of this stuff. Mm. Um, so I mean, for for people that bitch about something like um a Greta Van Fleet but want something a little closer to what Zeppelin is doing. I mean, I always thought that Greta Van Fleet sounded more like Triumph personally because of the voice. But um if you're looking in that vein, if you're looking in that vein of hard rock, check out uh, Sundowners by The Answer. Uh the Night Demon album is is great too. So mm. Can't go wrong with either one. All right. Fast forward to the 24th. Uh, being that I'm a, a, a huge Depeche Mode fan, this shouldn't be on here, but I kind of shoehorned it in there. <laughs> so I I added that. I have Saxon, uh, The More Inspirations, Fallout Boy, August Burns Red, Baby Metal, Hate Spear, Bouncing Souls, Floor Jansen, 
Otto, Subway to Sally. And by the way, Otto is uh, Ty Trujillo, Robert Trujillo's son's band. Acid King, Gatekeeper, To the Grave of Sulphur, Project 86, Marianas Rest, Insomnium, um, Co-Defendants, Jesus, and a bunch of X bands um escalation um zalpin zizma i guess that's pronounced uh the david van auken or david van auken excuse me keep of calician eps by ishan crown of madness Exploding Bird Songs and Reissues by Pink Floyd, Motorhead, Electric Callboy, and Kings of Thrash. So, uh, Jeremy, for this week? Yeah. I was, uh, to be honest, I was a little bit uninspired this week. Um, you know, I listened yeah. to snippets by a few albums. I listened to the, um, the Nightwish singer Floor Janssen's album. Mm-hmm. It's very, very soft. Um, I listened to the Steel Panther at least as much as I could bear. Uh, I've really gone off them as a as an act, um, and I you know I tried a few others, and again I couldn't really get into much. And you know in the end I sort of gravitated towards the Saxon Covers album, more inspirations. Uh, it wasn't you know it's not the greatest album in the world, right. but at, at least it didn't include too many famous songs. You know there were a few fam- very famous ones on, but that've been covered to death. But occasionally. You know, um, sort of, you know, some of the stuff was a bit more unfamiliar um, to to my ears, and so I, I like that about it. Uh, so it almost sounded as if it was, you know, one or two of the songs were actually Saxon songs that they, you know, they they sort of come up with themselves. Um, but so yeah, I'd say it was a lean week, but at least the boys from Barnsley kept me going, and uh, you know, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, this week I checked out. The Baby Metal Auto. And what else did I check out here? The Ishan EP. I really like a lot of what Ishan did early on as a solo artist. Mm. But I've kind of lost. He's kind of lost me with the last few releases. There there were uh, initially there's a lot of experimentation. There was stuff like saxophones in the middle of like droning metal sounds and stuff like that. So it really kind of jumped out and grabbed me. Then there's other stuff that he's done over the years. There's a song um, called uh, Until I Too Decay, which the riff is very 80s sounding, and that sucked me in right away. Um, But this EP kind of loses me. Um, The auto, again, the auto was just kind of okay. Baby metal is the worst thing they've released. They they're just trying to be heavy for the sake of being heavy, and the songs are just kind of run of the mill. Um, I enjoyed most of the Depeche Mode, and and honestly, like you said, there isn't too much here that I really, you know, I, I want to check out the uh, Project Eighty Six, which I haven't had a chance to listen to yet. But outside of that, um, th- there really wasn't much more that kind of stood out to me. The Motorhead is good. The uh, Electric Callboy, which I know a lot of people on my Patreon don't really care for. There's songs off of there that I don't mind. Um, the Saxon, though, there are people, I've I've seen people say that Biff's voice, 
Doesn't sound great on some of these where he can't hit some of the notes. What did you think of his voice? Well, I've got used to the fact that his voice has faded quite a lot over recent years. I mean, you know, the last um, album, Carp DM, there's one or two where he's sort of raising his voice too much and um, he's not quite hitting the notes properly. And I think it's just coming, you know, it's got coming with age. He's had obviously a heart attack as well. Uh, right. You know, he's, he's had treatment. And, uh, you know, as we get older, our voices change a bit. I yeah. didn't notice it too much on this album. I think, as I say, because I, um, you know, I've got used to it over the last few years. So it's, uh, you know, to be expected, really. What do you think of their uh, stand-in guitars that they announced? Yeah, well, that's uh, it was a bit of a shock, really, to know that they picked someone so famous. You know, obviously, right. um, Brian Tatler out of um, Diamond Head. Um, he's, uh, they've sent out a message diamond head to say that, you know, he hasn't left the band. Um, he's just standing in as a, you know, as a, as a tour guitarist, uh, where, whether, you know, presumably Saxon are looking to get a, a full-time touring guitarist or whether they'll just maybe ask Brian to do it again and again for a few times. I mean, I don't think Saxon are going to be on tour for many more years, right. um, and they certainly won't play, you know, huge amounts of concerts. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll work really well because he's, um, you know, they're both new wave of British heavy metal bands. They get on together. Uh, he'll know the songs inside out. And I think um, it'll add something to the shows as well. Yeah. I would think, though, Saxon is a much bigger name than Diamond Head. Whether, whether you know, Metallica kind of put them on the map <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, for most people, I have to think that Saxon is a touring entity is making more money than Diamond Head is. Uh, yeah, with, without doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's Brian's band. And if this works, this is kind of like when Gary Holt was in Slayer while his band was is Exodus. You know, it's bringing in more money by playing in Slayer. I think like you're saying, I don't know how much longer Slayer or excuse me, Saxon is going to play, but I'm gathering that Saxon in 2023 is making more money than, uh, than diamond head and diamond head has probably made more money by the residuals that they're getting from Metallica covers as opposed to, to them touring anyway. So this, this could be a win-win for Brian where, He's, you know, this is a, a low stress situation. He's just a hired gun. He's making a little extra money. He's still getting those checks from Metallica. And there's really no no headache involved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a little retirement hobby for him. Just play play some Saxon tunes and yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. So the uh, last week of the month has um let's see new album by last in line lordy Barry tomorrow ad infinitum netherlands sermon thron archetypes collide outlaw punk rock factory crownlands halifron the ongoing concept kingsman spirit possession eps from attack attack Pohawk, Alpha Wolf, Voidscape, Command, reissues from Behemoth, Meshuga, Filter, Cave-In, Quicksand, Quicksand, excuse me, and two from Tomahawk. 
live albums by The Who, Visions of Atlantis, and compilations from Pussifer and Hawkwind. What say you, Jeremy, for March 31st? Well, I uh, jumped straight in and listened to Lordy, and there's only one reason I did that. I've never actually listened to Lordy since they won the Eurovision Song Contest with what I thought was an okay song. You know, I thought that mm-hmm. it was quite fun and, and it was, uh, you know, something that you could sing along to. I made a big, big mistake listening to this album. <laughs> I, I probably got through maybe two or three tracks and absolutely dire. Um, so, yeah, I can't say anything worse about lordy than than that really um so uh, anyway let's let's up it with the two albums that um i thought were okay uh, pretty pretty good um there was the jericho album the third studio album by last in line mm-hmm. um you may want to sort of chip in on that yourself probably um i mean obviously for those who don't know it's a you know comprises former members of dio of course uh you know they they're used to sort of lots of hard hitters on the album it's heavy rocking tunes the occasional rehashed dio riff um and it's welcome, if not for anything else, just to hear Vivian Campbell, of course, of Def Leppard, actually mm-hmm. play, you know, heavy metal guitar instead of sort of taking it easy in his day job. Um, I've seen these guys as well in 2017, it was, at the um, Rambling Man Fair in Maidstone here in the UK. Uh, and they were really good live. Um, but that's, you know, obviously to be expected because of the quality of the musicians that they've got. Um, but overall, I still thought there was a little bit something missing from this album. And it was, you know, having better, catchier tunes. And I'm, I'm really not overly uh, won over by the vocal. Um, so there's something not quite right on it. Um, and I think that the first couple of albums are better. Certainly the, the debut one, I think was my favorite of the two of the three now. Uh, so I'll go on and uh, give you my pick of the week, which is actually, um, you mentioned Greta Van Fleet before and that sort of vocal, that high pitched vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an album called fearless by crown lands. Uh, they're a duo from Canada. Okay. Um, and this is their second studio album. Now I've, I've never listened to them before, but they're a real tribute to the sort of great Canadian bands of the past. And obviously I'm thinking of Triumph, but more so Rush. Um, it starts off with an 18-minute track called Starlifter Fearless oh, wow. Part 2. Uh, <laughs> and already you can sense there's lots of echoes of Neil Peart there and Alex Lifeson. And then a Geddy Lee bass line kicks in and there's a keyboard frill as well. And and it's you're in real Rush territory. Um, but it sounds slightly different to Rush as well. Uh, and in some ways it's great because, you know, there's a lot of variety. There was nine songs in all on the album, despite that very long opener. Um, and I would also say it's very much worthy, worthy of a listen. If your name is Johan and you come from Sweden, (laughs) there you go. Um, for me, the two that I listened to were the, uh, last in line and sermon, of Golden Verse, which I'm actually going to be interviewing their lead singer, him, on Monday. I like these albums for two different reasons. Uh, the The Sermon album is really uh, a prog album. I mean, it, it definitely is. And it's interesting because it isn't the same old, same old, and a lot of it has to do with the vocals for me. The Last in Line... And yeah, Phil Sasan, who says, oh, we, we'd sound nothing like Dio. And, you know, we don't even have to play Dio songs live. 
name of the band is a fucking Dio song and album. I mean, let's be honest. The connection will always be there. Why, why was the first album so much better than the other ones? What, what's the different component between the other two albums and the first one? You're asking me what the di- what's the difference? I I just think the songs were better. Okay, um, so who helped and, write those songs? Who isn't on the second and third album? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, Jimmy, isn't it? Jimmy Bain. Yeah, Jimmy Bain yeah. helped write so many great songs over the years for Dio, for Rainbow, for Last in Line, mm. and he is sorely missed. I just think this album is nowhere near as strong as the first one. No. The second one, maybe there are some residuals from and and they profess that this isn't the case, that they just get into the into a studio and jam and whatnot, and that they don't bring any any riffs in or or, or whatnot from the outside. Maybe they should have with this album. Because it it feels kind of pre- pedestrian compared to the other two. I mean it's it doesn't suck, mm. but it it doesn't. Th- there isn't much that really stands out about it. I mean, there's a good chunk of the album where, to me, I was I wasn't sure what song I was on mm. because a lot of the songs sound pretty similar. You know, same type of same type of uh, tempo, uh, same kind of intro where there's a rift and there's Vinny coming in, then a booming bass part, and you know Andrew comes. It's like I've heard this already five times during this album. You know, is, is is there something else? And then thankfully, towards the end, there's some other things where they switch things up. But man, it 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 just is not as good. It's nowhere near as good as the first album. And it's not as good as that second album. It mm. sucks because I want to like it, but it's just kind of okay. Again, doesn't suck, isn't great, just kind of okay to good, I would say. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, the only thing you can say is whether it might improve a bit after many listens. Sometimes albums do that, and it's worthy of people sometimes playing them again and again until you get into it. But I am a bit doubtful like you. I, I still think these songs are not, not as good. I've, I've listened to it several times kind of because of that kind of saying, mm. no, 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 it's, it's gotta be good. It's, it's Vivian and it's, and it's, <laughs> yeah. and, and every time that I listen to it, I'm like, man, is this is flat compared to the other ones, you know, especially that, that first one. I, I mean, I, I want to pull that first one up, or at least my uh, last in line playlist here. Um, where is it? Last in line. Here we go. Oh, shit. Are you serious? First album isn't on Apple Music. All right. Did they pull it? Oh, wow. Yep. First album is gone off of Apple Music. Right. Let's see Spotify. 
gone. Album has been yanked from from streaming platforms. Now we can speculate. It w- that was a Frontiers release. Mm. They're no longer on Frontiers. And they've kind of badmouthed Frontiers after leaving. Is it possible that Frontiers said, screw these guys, we're not putting it out there because I got to assume that Frontiers owns the album. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, it's quite possible they've done that. Yeah, there's obviously some bad shit gone down with it. Yeah, because there, there are other other labels have done similar. You know, hey, mm. you you no longer want to be on our label, okay? You no longer want to re up, no problem. Mm. But we're pulling all your stuff off of off of streaming services. Yeah, and like some like- people think that stuff is petty, but at the same time, I mean. As as a fan, as a consumer, it sucks. But as mm. as a label, I mean, what? Why? Why are you? Why are you going to support a band who no longer wants to be on your label? Yeah. So that's that. That's kind of the. The, the the conundrum here per se. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing about Last in Line that I find is that I think that they they started off as a bit of a sort of Dio tribute act, didn't they? Um, and obviously they played a lot of the Dio stuff live and they were members of Dio and they wanted to keep the sort of Dio Dio stuff going and the Dio style going. Right. But now I, th- I think they've moved away from that. And I think it's a little bit like um, Black Star Riders were to Thin Lizzy. You know, they were a, a Thin Lizzy tribute act who wanted to then break away and become their own sort of band. And right. In some cases it works, in some cases it doesn't. And I think Dio, uh, the Dio, I'm calling them Dio, last in line. Um, you know, they, they don't seem to know what direction they want to go in. Um, you know, they, they've got this sort of rehashed, um, I can't remember which song it is. Is it um, is it We Rock? Uh, they've got yes. the rehashed. Uh, yep. I mean, it's basically almost, almost the same riff. I mean, it's just ridiculous that they could actually think that that's a, a new riff and a new song when it just sounds exactly like it at the start. And I don't see what the what the point of it is, really. It, it it is pretty perplexing. I, I I gotta be honest with you. There are our picks for March, at least one to two good albums that I think we've each well, we we both said Red Light King for the third. For the tenth, we both said Stone Trip, 17th, Night Demon, and the Answer. 24th, you said the Saxon. I kind of cheated by saying Depeche Mode, really not hard rock or metal. Um, and then the 31st. Oh, uh, the 31st, you, what was the band that you mentioned? Uh, 27th. Yeah, that was Crownlands. Uh, so it's the, the album Fearless by Crownlands. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And then I brought up Sermon of Golden Verse, and we've kind of talked about the last in line. So there you go. For April, let's see, 
for example, tomorrow we have Paul Gilbert, probably the biggest name here, Power Wolf, which has never gone over well with the patrons, Angel Vivaldi, who's um, kind of a guitar hero, Linkin Park Meteora reissue, Silverstein reissue, Kiss Off the Soundboard, Poughkeepsie, New York, which is one of the only shows that Mark St. John played with the band. 14th is going to be a huge day. Mm. Metallica, Overkill, LA Guns, Mike Tramp. Wow. Wow, um, that is amazing. Yeah. On the same day. Yeah. And I've listened to I've listened to the LA Guns. I've listened to the Mike Tramp already. Listened to the Hell Freaks, which also comes out that day. 21st, we have Smashing Pumpkins, Enter Chikari, Axel Rudy Pell, Revolution Saints, Tanith, which I've checked out, which is Kind of in that triumph vein. And let's see, the 28th, Hammerfall re-record album, Cradle of Filth live album, Ross the Boss compilation. I'm sure there's more there that's just based on the, the promos that I've received. So yeah. I'm sure April will still provide us with some good music, some surprises, some out of left field choices. So I'm not terribly worried. Yeah, we've got, got a few big names coming with, uh, as I say, Metallica and Overkill on the same day. Uh, that's going to be a special day indeed. Um, always, you know, some great thrash from those guys. Yeah. Does that make it more likely that people pick up both albums, you think? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, you know, this is a real gamble on Overkill's part, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, Metallica are going to take uh, take all the headlines that day. I mean, they have been so far. You know, obviously the Metallica marketing machine goes into to a absolute overdrive. It goes into overkill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, um, and bear in mind that the Metallica album is, is priced a little bit higher than, than other albums. So if, you know, somebody's only got a certain amount to spend that month, they, they're going to get the Metallica album. Are they going to have enough money left to, to buy the overkill album? Right. Um, I suppose there's some overkill fans out there who've given up on Metallica. Uh, a bit too commercial now, maybe. Um, don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see the charts and and see the sales and compare them to previous sales, I guess. But it's it, it's certainly a gamble. Absolutely, we'll we'll have to see. Only a few weeks away, and uh, I'll definitely be checking out the Overkill, and I have the Metallica on pre-order. Yeah, same here. <laughs> awesome. So uh, on that note, we will wrap this episode up. Thank you guys for joining Jeremy and me. And hopefully this has helped uh, inform you on what came out in March of 2023 and help you check out some of these albums that we've mentioned. We'll see you next time right here on Signals from Mars. to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to SignalsFromMars.com for more information. This concludes our show. 